Hey podcast, it's James back here again. Nice to see you slash be heard by you. It's uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, this won't be quite as exciting as the bumper walk, windy walk episodes that preceded this, um, but it will be a little bit more audible because I'm sat in my room rather than outside in the elements. So um, you know you'll get you'll get maybe a bit less a uh, bit less exciting interactions with trees etc. But you'll get a bit more acoustic treatment and you'll actually be able to hear me so you know it depends what you're into but um that's just just sort of laying out the groundwork there um gonna kick off with a bit of what we're doing in Tukaneko right now we've got a new song coming out very soon um called Mono Lake Harry's been working super hard on finishing the video all the recording of the song is finished so very soon we'll be putting that out into the world and we'll probably have a podcast on here and do a little bit of promo um we'd really like to try and get some uh get some more listens behind it than we did for um, our last ones. Not that um, our last ones sort of did too badly or anything, but we're kind of, yeah, let's let's see if we can actually get some ears, ears on this one because we're trying to start a bit of a journey here. <clears throat> so we're, you might see some interesting marketing uh, explorations around that, but we're not going to talk about that right now because we're going to talk about fearlessness. Um, so this is inspired by, I mean, you kind of get if you listen to the podcast up to this point that I read pretty much constantly, read and listen to podcasts constantly, um, and I'm always thinking about approaches, um, I mean, maybe to my detriment from not acting them all out, kind of jumping from thing to thing, but that's probably another podcast on how to actually enact this stuff, um, but actually, no, I guess this is linked to that, because enacting stuff is linked to being fearless. So, I stumbled upon a blog called Zen Habits, which I don't know if I've mentioned on here before, but it's by a guy called Leo Babauta, who's a minimalist, who used to live a kind of, well, you'd call it normal life, but compared to a minimalist life, a life of excess. Um, he, you know, worked a, worked a job, smoked a lot, drank a lot, um, sort of spent money on random stuff, and eventually he just decided to transform and became a minimalist, moved to San Francisco, he now does his blog and courses and things full time. Um, so he's quite an inspirational guy and you should go check out his blog Zen Habits because it's the most zen and beautifully laid out website um, I've seen <laughs> in a while because there's literally no excess there, it's all white with the just the text of the blog as the main um, thing on there, there's no excess, it's all focused on the message. Um, it's very refreshing, or at least I, I find minimalist sort of websites very refreshing, um, especially when everything's converging towards certain templates or particularly like marketing ones. Um, one, it's funny, once you kind of try and get into a bit of marketing, try and learn about it, you start to see the patterns everywhere and things become a lot more monotonous because you see the tricks out there. Um, maybe that's a good thing because you're less likely to be tricked, but also... It makes browsing websites less fun because you're like, oh, they're trying to ensnare me in here. Anyway, minimalist websites are fun is the point of that side note. Um, but he has a blog. I'm just going to double check the name of it. Yeah, he has a blog called The Path of Fearlessness. And all, reading all this stuff and, you know, even listening to this podcast, etc. can be can be super helpful. It can... I was chatting about this with my friend James yesterday. Hey, James, keen listener of the podcast. But we were chatting about this yesterday that 
what's the balance between reading and listening to all this stuff and getting your mindset in the right place but not getting stuck in a false sense of security of not doing things because it feels so good to listen to stuff and to read stuff um it feels so good that you almost can substitute that for actually doing it um it almost dulls the pain a little bit because you feel like you've made progress because you've found a new idea you found a new concept you found a new way of phrasing the same thing so even though i still passionately feel that um this sort of stuff can like i wouldn't make the podcast if i didn't feel it could be helpful or like i wasn't still consuming a lot of this stuff and trying to get my head in the right place like i think the the net benefits outweigh the negatives but one of the negatives is that you can get stuck in inaction but um i don't know i don't think the people that aren't i don't think everyone I mean, it's hard to say not being able to kind of put my head in both camps but i say that people maybe who don't listen to self-helpy kind of things like i don't think they're necessarily all 100% action orientated people i think there's an element of that um with some people some very entrepreneurial people are very action orientated and don't really need to sit and read about mindset stuff um but i'd say the majority aren't like that and the majority could actually benefit from reading this stuff anyway linked into all of that why can't why do i know lots of stuff but can't enact it is to do with fear because when you know what to do when you know the how to you don't really have an excuse not to do at that point it's a it's an it's the easiest excuse of not to do but the problem is now that all that information is readily accessible to all of us within a click of a button within a google search so our kind of best excuse that we had um that used to be really legitimate back in the day is kind of gone um and now we're stuck and having to confront the actual thing that is stopping us which is fear expectations risk um that we <laughs> are quite uncomfortable to confront within yourself like if that's what's stopping you doing it um and i think there's a few reasons to this like why this arises but then um i wanted to talk about this Zen habits leave about a blog because actually I really liked his approach to it um so anyone who's read the war of art knows that he that Stephen Pressfield talks about resistance about whenever there's something that you want to do to improve yourself or to go to a higher plane as he calls it anything that spans art or relationships or um charity like anything like that where you're trying to improve yourself there there is an equal and opposite force that arises within you to resist to stop you changing it's kind of like a fear of change if you're going to call it simply but um and he writes this book to almost call it out and he calls it resistance um i've talked about it on the podcast a few times before but um i think we're all trying to get to this place where we're fearless we're trying to get to this place where like we can just act on what we think is the right thing to do straight off but the problem we encounter is that we're never going to be completely fearless um there's no book you can read or no switch that you can pull that will just eliminate because it's actually part of your brain there's a bit in your brain called the various people call it different things chimp brain lizard brain it's actually called the amygdala but there is a bit of like your sort of fight or flight bit of your brain that's always going to be there unless you surgically got it removed but that probably wouldn't be a good idea um <laughs> a, a terrible idea actually but there's a bit there's literally a bit of your brain that 
is designed to panic at stuff, designed to like resist change. It's like survival instincts. Um, but most of the time you don't need survival instincts, particularly if you're making a bit of art. You don't really need your survival instincts to kick in to protect you, but your sort of um, primeval animal brain can't really differentiate between putting out a video on the internet versus like a tiger chasing you. I mean, like, it can it can differentiate a bit because, you know, you're probably more scared of a tiger than of a video, but <laughs> it's stopping you acting in both cases, whatever the kind of level of fear. So I think some of the reading this self-help stuff is not... You've, you've kind of sorted the thing of how to do it. If you want to build a channel, or you want to build a music career, or you want to paint, like, the how-to is, is there, and sometimes it's not glamorous, it's just like you need to stick at it for a few years. And so, so sometimes we don't. We want to try and find an easier message, even if, even if the answer's right in front of us. But the how-to is there, so then the kind of why-to, this conquering, this resistance that comes up, like is the problem that we're trying to solve when we're listening to this stuff. Um, but it can't be solved without action. And you have to act against this resistive force. Like, But it's easier to do that once you know it exists. So the War of Art tells you, by the way, if you try and do anything <laughs> um, that improves you, that you kind of deep down want to do, this is why you get the clash of like, if I want to do it, why am I not doing it? It's resistance. It's fear being generated like sort of self-protection but it's like a ra an irrational quick acting bit of your brain so <laughs> all of that to say there's no such thing as actually being fearless the people who've achieved the people who put stuff out regularly still feel afraid when they do it so you will not get to this point where you do not feel afraid you actually just need to develop muscles techniques um tolerance for discomfort to be able to consistently release stuff. This is not like you pre-conquer fear, knock it out of the park and then go. Because that bit of your brain is always there and always going to kick in and it will invent new um, new uh, rationalizations, new methods to try and stop you doing stuff. Um, so once you so it's it's just that's what that's what the war of art's all about. It's so good to know that like the fear kicks in and you have to find a technique to overcome it because it's not going to go. It's always going to be there. Um, hence, like, trying to improve yourself is always going to be uncomfortable. There's no magic formula that you can do to make that both self like both a thing that actually improves you and comfortable. Um, there's, <laughs> like Stephen Pressfield says in the book, like, if you're going from working in some orphanage somewhere to going back to the US and starting a telemarketing firm you'll you'll have no resistance you'll get a free pass um but you don't get a free pass if you want to do something that improves you so first of all what like what can you do do about that there's various different techniques so Seth Godin talks about dancing with the fear so he says it's going to arise uh, actually I'll skip back to war of art first so in the book the war of art he kind of talks about resistance like a battle you've got to um front up and fight it and know that every time you try to do something this thing's going to craftily come up and kind of steel yourself against it um so that's one way you treat making your art as a as a battle against your kind of inner fear seth godin talks about dancing with your fear so it's not a battle it's a welcoming <laughs> of this thing that's going to arise every time you try and do something he, he says dance with it as a the moment you tr you 
you anticipate it, um, this fear arising and you kind of welcome in and go, oh, hello, fear, you're, <laughs> you're, you're back. I expected you. Um, let's like negotiate through so that I still publish this thing. It's a much more, um, what's the word? It's, it's a much less confrontational way of doing it. Um, it's saying I'm going to use this unpleasant feeling as a sig as like a, a signal, a signature that I'm doing something worthwhile um, in terms of like an artistic sense. So that's another way, like less confrontational. Um, and I just so I'm kind of going back to like myself is that I see I still haven't conquered this in myself. We conquer it on a like micro basis. Um, like, you know, fear hasn't stopped us, me and Harry starting to connect. It hasn't stopped me putting out songs. It hasn't stopped me putting out podcasts. Um, momentum's a big thing. So I did a podcast called Just Start, which is, um, I think important because you can, once you've made the first one, it's like, you, you've not just put out one podcast. You've actually made like a bit of an identity change. Um, so the moment that I picked up my phone and spoke into a spoken and did that first episode even if it was rubbish like I've on some level made an identity change that I am a person who now does podcasts so it's way more acceptable for me to um, do episode number 50 than it was when I did episode number one because um, resistance almost can't resistance has got the most um, sympathetic arguments or most believable arguments when you've not started because you can go um Oh, if you've not started, who are you to think that you're um, worth doing a podcast like, oh, it's just going to be rubbish. What have you got to say? But then the moment you've done one, even if it's bad, even if no one listens, like you have actually done it. So that, that resistance has to change its <laughs> um, change its uh, language that it uses against you in a sense. So once you've done that first one, you actually have a bit like on your side to go into that go into that argument it's way easier to make number two than it is to make number one um and but you know but the and it's the same even if you get into a bit of a rut you've got to kind of think of like restarting again and just sometimes having started and done like 20 podcasts and then leaving it for six months you'll kind of feel like you have to start again or that you failed so you you have to resummon that up um anyway i kind of go went off on a bit of a random tangent there so yes, just starting is one way of like getting over it. Um, to summarise, as I said, Stephen Pressfield calls this more of a battle rather than a um, negotiation, as in Seth Godin appreciates it. As uh, no, Seth Godin like um, approaches this rather. But either way, the common theme is that like this is going to keep coming up, so you've got to find a way to deal with it. Um, oh yeah, I was talking about like to connect. So resistance has not stopped me. Um, doing stuff to this point but it is stopping me going all out it is I've kind of moved from doing nothing to this kind of middle ground of I'm doing more than I did but not as much as I want to really start to see like make a dent in the world if you get what I mean um, you know we've made a few songs we've made a few videos but like people who've been successful really make a lot of stuff they really go after it they really hone their skills release stuff, play gigs to the point where like the world sort of gives in because they've done so much. They can't possibly be bad or possibly fail. Um, 
and you see it almost proportionate to the level of success. I'm going to use the Beatles example for the nth zillionth time, but um, like non sort of Beatles fans don't really know that they spent a couple of years in Germany playing eight hours a night, like every night with hardly any breaks, like seriously grueling stints. Um, and they then came, they, it was in Hamburg in Germany, and they came back to Liverpool and just blew everyone away because they'd had this boot camp of like almost unbelievable unreal sort of dedication that you can't even imagine um so by the time they'd got to uh like sergeant pepper and releasing this high quality work they'd written just hundreds of songs and they'd played hundreds of shows like three even after the hamburg stuff like three shows a day sometimes if you look in if you look in the sort of archives of what they did their schedule is just it's like superhuman so it's not that everyone has to do that, but you kind of it's worth being in your um, sphere of awareness that uh, those people that are super successful do a lot <laughs> and to, to the point where the world sort of caves in. So fearlessness. Um, and that's not really a good it's not really a good way of putting it, because, as I've said, like you won't ever become fearless. But it's the nice it's like an aspirational thing if you shoot for the shoot for the moon you'll get as far as is it what what's or do you arrive at the shoot for the stars and you get to the moon something like that um and the moon's pretty good still um <laughs> so let's just say we're shooting for fearlessness even though we'll never get there um so something that like we've broken through the initial bits on but we need to improve and like i'll be honest i think one of the big things that me and harry need to improve is putting ourselves out there more like actually our personalities and our thoughts and um, and whatever and I'm sort of doing that a bit on this podcast but I'm also not like actively pushing to get ears on it because I know that it's a little bit more um me being a little bit more open when I'm like kind of introverted in a lot of other parts of my life so um it's hard to sh- shine a spotlight on some of these things even though like that's probably what I should be doing um so there's still this there's still these lingering bits of fear so almost once you get over the easy ones you actually get to the the harder more gritty ones you actually it doesn't <laughs> it gets more difficult because you you have passed the lower hurdles and you've now got kind of bigger ones to to go over um hence i'm still still looking for anything that might um help me keep progressing on this it's a it's not like reading one thing that's going to click and change everything it's like a constant upkeep maintenance you know um so hence why i wanted to talk a bit about only 18 minutes in, he actually gets to the point he wants to talk about. Um, Leo Babauta, fearlessness. He, basically, one of his, he said, is <clears throat> he did this little blurb at the start that says, like, it's quite a short blog, so you could just go read it, but he does this little blurb at the start that said, oh, it's really, impo- like, is what he's observed as being one of the biggest things that holds people back, like, not knowledge, not lack of ability, it's, like, fear of acting, fear of other people's opinions, expectations, all of that. Um, but I really liked his approach because it's slightly more meditation-y than some of the others. But um, I've been doing a bit of meditation recently and kind of uh, I appreciated the... I think this can almost like be a, another string to your bow in terms of like becoming more confident, less fearful. Um, and what he recommends doing is like sitting with your... Fit. So kind of just sitting down, closing your eyes and thinking about what you're afraid of doing or afraid of saying or afraid of whatever it is. Um, and just like feel that feel that kind of like anxiety rise up in you or feel that kind of unpleasant feeling as much as you possibly can like really picture yourself in that situation 
and feel the unpleasantness in your body and in your head and like what are you thinking about what does your what's the reaction sort of chemically in your body i guess um and <laughs> and then just try and sit with it so rather because one of the things that we're doing and one of the things i'm definitely doing is like running from that feeling more than anything else like hating that unpleasantness that uh, comes through and just avoiding that mostly that like physical feeling in your body so then what essentially what you're doing is almost like weightlifting for ability to like exist with unpleasant feelings <laughs> in your head and in your body so he's he recommends yeah just just picturing yourself in that um in that like fearful state and sitting and observing it for as long as you can for a few minutes can you sit in that kind of unpleasantness for a few minutes and and then he also gets you to um think about something that makes you happy or like find like the kind of joy in the present moment and kind of do a bit of a comparison um but hence what this should mean is that when you're getting to that point where you're feeling like fear rise up in you or you're fighting this battle like you kind of have a bit of confidence in you like oh yeah i can sit with this feeling like it's not just going to take me down straight away or sort of sideline me <laughs> uh, or take me by surprise ambush me like i know that i can sit with that feeling um and carry on and it won't and, and it's a separate thing to me and kind of how i want to end the podcast is that that's i found i don't want to get too uh, like abstract or um kind of wishy-washy with it but what i found when i did this today is that i found that kind of the fears felt quite flimsy when i actually looked him in the face when i actually sat and thought like what am i afraid of like what is stopping me doing stuff i actually kind of really really saw fear for what it was and a lot of it was just a lot of these kind of thin voices um it, it's it's not it just kind of showed to be a bit transparent a bit flimsy and uh, like i think this is just someone everyone has to experience for themselves like it's very personal but um i'm going about today with less kind of a bit less fear you know just a bit because i kind of feel like i've looked it in the face and go like actually I, I do feel like i can overcome this stuff i do feel like i can do it for the first time rather than being driven by it dictated by it when you actually get into your mind and try and confront that feeling that you've been avoiding that you've been swerving hiding from like you'll find out that it doesn't have all the power that you think it does particularly when you choose to go into that like space you choose to go into that um state uh intentionally like purposely it does it doesn't come up and ambush you in your everyday life like you're going right i'm gonna sit down and feel fearful and like come on try and take me down gives you a bit of strength um so essentially all this podcast is saying is that i think i think fears are flimsier than they appear and there is and it's kind of just trying to boost you a bit by saying that i think you should have confidence that you can overcome them because I ju just from sitting down for a few minutes, I feel a little bit more comfortable, a little bit closer, a little bit more ready to overcome some of the fears that I kind of know have been holding me back. So I'd recommend le reading this uh, blog, The Path of Fearlessness, Zen Habits, I think is what it's called. And just try it. Just try thinking about the thing that's holding you back, thinking about really analysing what you're afraid of and then going, is this 
is this actually going to stop me? Is this actually substantial? Separate that bit of your brain and stare it in the face. This has more, um, been more abstract than other podcasts, but I think it's important. Um, and I'm sure I'll come back to it. But um, yeah, have a good day, everybody. Um, I'm sure I'll be back for more podcasts soon. Um, but yeah, thanks for if you've listened to me ramble all the way through. Super appreciate it. As usual, like drop us a message on any of our socials or james at toucanecho.com because we'd love to hear from you. Um, so, adios. Goodbye.